Hi, everybody. You're listening to Coaching for Leaders. This is episode number 57, airing on October 1st, 2012. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Welcome to Coaching for Leaders. This is the show for leaders who want to improve themselves so they can better engage and develop others. Whether you're a seasoned leader or leading people for the first time, improving your leadership skills will drive your success and most importantly, the success of others. This week's topic, six mistakes I've made in podcasting. Well, hello out there, everyone, and welcome to Coaching for Leaders. If you have never listened to this show before, I'm so glad to have you. My name is Dave Stahoviak, and I'm the host of the show, and come to you every Monday with some tools, resources, interviews, guidelines, uh, tips, uh, just all anything that I can uh, really resource that will help you to become more effective as a leader. And the way that all of us can be more effective as leaders, I think probably the biggest way, is first looking in the mirror and becoming more effective ourselves. And we just can't lead other people effectively if we're not leading ourselves well first. And that really is the goal of this show, is to give you an opportunity to really look in the mirror and to become more effective yourself. And that's something that I am trying to do every single week when I bring this episode to you on Monday mornings. And as I was uh, doing some thinking over the last few weeks about uh, topics and looking at our editorial calendar, I started to realize, you know, I'd made some shifts in the way that I'm bringing the show to you. And I was starting to think about What are some things that I'm doing differently that I haven't done before? And what are some things that I feel like I'm still struggling with in hosting a show like this each week? And I I just believe that as much as I hate making mistakes, I hate it. I don't know about you, but I just can't stand making a mistake. Uh, you know, I I love to do things right the first time and uh, and not get into the mess uh, per se. Boy, I'll tell you though, I learn the best through mistakes and not doing things, hopefully learning from those mistakes and not continuing to make the same mistake again and again and again. And so this week, I thought that I would step back and and step away from kind of our our normal show topics and actually look at what I've been doing with podcasting and this this episode over the show, rather, for the last year, just a little over the year, for those of you who've been re- listening regular, you know, this show's been going on uh, since August of 2011. And I've looked and identified there's at least six mistakes that I've made in podcasting. Uh, actually, there's a whole lot more. And here's the thing about it I don't even know what all the mistakes are. I'm still learning every single episode, every single show that I put out. Um, but I've made at least six mistakes and I want to share them with you today. So uh, not only that you know more about this show and where uh, I want to take this show so we can all learn together, uh, but also to uh, to give you a sense of how I've tried to learn from those mistakes. And I think that's one of the things that is really important for us to do as leaders is to really try and learn from our mistakes as much as we can. And I have I know when I look back in my life and my career, the times that I've made 
the biggest mistakes have been the times that I've learned the most. Uh, I'm just thinking back, you know, 11, 12 years ago, I left a job full-time and I made a decision that I was going to start a business doing coaching and professional speaking. Now, mind you, I had never had anyone ever pay me to do professional speaking or coaching at the time I made this decision. And although I had gotten some training, I really had never even practiced it very much. Uh, so I literally uh, quit my job. It wasn't an overnight decision, but I, it was a you know thought through decision as far as you know timeline and all that. Uh, but what I didn't do is I didn't really prepare for that transition. Not only did I not really write out a plan of what I was going to do and marketing and resources and financing and all that, um, but at the same time, I also didn't really have the experience to do what I was going to do. And so I literally uh, finished my job on a Friday afternoon. I you know, left town for, I don't know, I think it was three or four days with uh, my uh, family at the time. And then you know, started up the next week and started putting the business together and gathering clients and going out and doing networking. And you know, I did okay for a couple of months. But I think now if I look back, I think most of the people that probably hired me uh, felt sorry for me <laughs> because they, you know, they, they saw someone who was pretty enthusiastic about what I was doing. But what ran into me pretty, uh, pretty forcefully within four or five months of making that decision to start my own business was that I really needed to know a lot more about how to do what I was doing. But even more importantly than that, I didn't have the life experience and the business experience at that age and at that point in my career to really do the things that I wanted to do. And it became very, very apparent to me, at least after about six months, that I didn't have any business coaching people and really teaching people the things that I should teach them. And so what did I do? Well, I did two things. I went and got a new job and got it in the industry this time where I was doing coaching and training. And that's how I ended up uh, beginning to work with Dale Carnegie years ago. And the other thing I did is went and furthered my education, went and, you know, went and got two graduate degrees and spent a lot of time uh, thinking about studying, researching, practicing, and then applying that in the professional world too. And as I look back now, I realize how important that lesson was. That mistake really taught me the lesson that if I'm going to go out in the world and do something, that I need to have credibility and experience of doing it first before I try to help and coach others. And I think that that's a great lesson for me for a whole bunch of reasons. One is, uh, you know, I, I I tend to have a lot of confidence and I'm, I'm the kind of person that would step out and with a lot of enthusiasm, go out and try something. And that can be a very helpful thing. But uh, I realize now that because of that lesson, I need to really have a lot of experience and credibility to do the things that I'm doing. And now I've actually found in my career, I've actually erred on the entire other side of probably being too careful and not being uh, more confident in doing more things. And that's actually one of the reasons I started this podcast about a year ago is to really step out and to step out of my comfort zone because you know I didn't have a good experience doing that 12, 13 years ago. And now that I'm stepping out and trying some new things again, I have found a lot of valuable lessons from that. And so I mention all of this, of course, because uh, that was a huge that was a huge defining moment in my career. It helped me to learn how I can best serve others. 
And that's why I'm looking back on mistakes I've made in podcasting as ways not only that can be helpful to me, but more importantly, can be helpful to you as a listener, because I bet that you've made mistakes today, last week, this month, uh, probably a whole bunch of them. Now, uh, if those of us who take the time to really kind of look and reflect on those, I think become more effective leaders. And those of us who ignore them, <laughs> and I put myself in that category too, uh, you know, we just don't really become as effective as we could be. So, you know, there's mistakes I've made doing this show, and there's six of them I've identified. So I'm going to walk through them here. And you may have noticed them as a listener over the last year or so. And if you have, boy, I'd love to hear from you. And you also may have noticed some mistakes that I don't mention here today. I'd love to hear from you too if you fall in that category because. The more I learn from my mistakes, the more effective I can do looking at the mirror and serving you as the listener, which is ultimately what I'm trying to do. So mistake number one I've made in running this show, Coaching for Leaders, being too structured. Well, let me tell you what I mean by that. You know, when I started off doing this show, I think the first three or four or five episodes, you could go back actually and listen in the catalog either on iTunes or Zoom or wherever you listen to the show, or you could just go to our website and listen to the first few episodes, uh, you'll find it's pretty structured. <laughs> you know, I have never scripted anything out for this show. Even at the very beginning, I always just kind of followed bullet points. I always have some notes I'm working from, of course. But, uh, but my bullet points in my structure were way too detailed and way too... Uh, and it sounded too much like I was scripting things out or just reading from a list of topics. And nowadays, you know, what I try to do is is one of two things. If I'm by myself on a show like this show, for example, I'll write out a few bullet points, but I don't put down the detail that I used to anymore. And I do that for a couple reasons. Uh, you know, first and foremost, though, is I want the conversation actually be a whole lot more natural, even if it's just me talking to you as the listener. Uh, and and you know, I found that when I do that, I'm not tied to what is on the page or on the notes that I'm able to work in the moment more. And I th has been thinking about this a lot this week because um, if you've listened to the show, you've heard me talk about uh, Harvard Business Review has a podcast that they put out about once a week as well. It's called the HBR IdeaCast. You can grab it on iTunes or Zoom or any of the other stores or directories where you download podcasts. And they had a guest on a couple weeks ago named Frank Barrett, and he has written a book recently called Yes to the Mess, Surprising Leadership Lessons from Jazz, which uh, I like jazz music, so it caught my attention right away. Uh, but the thing I loved about the book and the interview, I actually haven't read the book yet, but I listened to the interview with the author. It's on my reading list now, is uh, he quotes Miles Davis, uh, the famous musician. And, and Miles Davis, of course, says, if you're not making a mistake, it's a mistake. And uh, Frank Barrett, the author, quotes, uh, or not quotes, but cites uh, a recording made back in 1959 by Miles Davis, and the album recorded was called Kind of Blue. Uh, those of you who are jazz fans will know that album. I am not sure if I've actually heard the album before. I like jazz music, but I'm not by any means a... Uh, uh, you know, savvy enough to know different artists and albums uh, from years ago. And so, uh, but apparently it's one of the most popular jazz albums of all time. And uh, what Miles Davis did is he got together a group of really talented musicians, got them in a room, talked about a few general ideas, and then they just started playing. 
and it was just this first take <laughs> of this album for all of them. And it ended up being one of the most popular jazz albums of all time. And that really, you know, reminds me of the lesson of leadership, I think for me all the time, is is trying to remember that as structured as I like to be, that really good leadership is about uh, improvisation sometimes. It's like any good jazz group, what's fun and what's exciting and what's interesting to see is when you get a bunch of talented people together and you just say, hey, play and see what happens. And so not to say that we should walk into leadership situations without you know, having a plan of action, uh, planning and structure and strategy is really important. But when working with people that we have to remember that our strengths can get in our way. And I love the quote that I uh, picked up from one of my mentors uh, years ago. He said, any strength overused becomes a liability. I think I've mentioned that on the show before. And I know that I like structure. I like having things organized. I like having, having things detailed out. And as soon as I start to rely on that and get caught in those details, I miss things. I miss the opportunity to be creative. I miss the opportunity to plan things out in the moment, to respond to what a guest is saying on the show, to really think and to be present. And I know that a lot of us struggle with this as leaders too, and especially those of us, if you're like me and like to have things really structured out, uh, you know, I, I run in this all the time in a leadership role is people will call me or people need to, you know, pull me in for a meeting last minute. And my kind of first reaction always is like, okay, well, I have to figure out how it's going to work in my schedule. And that's not really the best way to always respond as a leader. And so that's one of the things that I'm looking at doing. And let me tell you, I have not figured this out for this show. I I'm still working over a pretty strong schedule. I, I will mention some things I'm doing a little differently, but I think I'm still too structured on the show. And that's one of the things that I'm going to be working on in the coming weeks and months is to become a little less structured and to have the show be a little bit more of a show in the moment, improvisational. And the more that I think I can bring this into the show, the more that I think that you'll benefit as a listener. So uh, number two mistake I've made in podcasting is assuming everyone listens the way that I do. You know, if you've listened to the show, you know that I'm a huge fan of podcasts. It's one of the reasons that I always wanted to have a podcast, and I'm uh, just so blessed to have had the opportunity to do the show and have uh, so many of you who have uh, gone on and listened to the show. We, this show has about 1,500 listeners every week who pick up this show, download it, listen to it, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'm amazed. I, I'm just I'm just amazed and I'm grateful for all of you who listen to the show. I mean, it's amazing to me to think just talking in this microphone, I'm sitting here in a room by myself at the moment in our studio to think that 1500 of you are listening to my voice each week is really incredible to me. And really the thing that happens though, is I forget sometimes. And I think a lot of us who, who, you know, have shows and do podcasting, forget about this is the reason as to why you are doing what you're doing, which is to add value to the audience. And so I get caught up in what works for me is what works for everyone else. Everyone must listen the same way I do. And here's what I mean by that. For years, when I listened to podcasts, what I would do is I would go on to iTunes. iTunes is what I use. And I would search on the iTunes store for the podcasts that I wanted to listen to. I'd search for 
particular topics and I'd search for the people who were running consistent shows and yeah, had good artwork and all those things, you know, I try to look for when I'm looking for good podcasts and I would download them on iTunes and I'd sync them to my iPad or my iPhone or whatever. And, and that's how I consume podcasts. So my assumption was that 98% of people who are out there in our listening audience are listening to us on iTunes, uh, subscribing on iTunes, syncing their phone or iPod or whatever to iTunes in order to listen to the show. And that if, you know, the two or 3% of people who weren't, uh, you know, tough luck, <laughs> you know, we're, we're on the other directories, but, you know, I figured you know, that's not that many people. So no big deal. Well, guess what? I'm wrong. Not only am I wrong, I'm really wrong. You know, I, I would have thought for sure that the biggest audience that this show would have would come off of iTunes. Well, the statistics from our server prove me otherwise. It turns out that the biggest group of people who download this show download it through the Zune Marketplace, which is the Windows platform, the Microsoft's platform for uh, the Zune Player and Windows Phone. And if you had told me before I looked at the statistics that uh, folks on the Windows platform and Microsoft platform would be downloading this show more than iTunes, I would have I wouldn't have believed you. But the statistics are clear. And you know, iTunes is number two, but you know what? There's a whole slew of people who are on Stitcher. And when we got picked up by the Stitcher network about three or four months ago, that now listen on Stitcher. Many of you listening to my voice listen on Stitcher. Almost as many who as listen on iTunes every week. And there's also a huge contingent of people who listen on the BlackBerry directory as well, too. And so here's the thing. Here's the lesson for me in running a show is what I assume that the audience wants, the way that the audience wants to consume content, the way the audience wants to listen, that uh, is that I need to get out of my own head because <laughs> it's not about iTunes. I mean, and by the way, I don't mean to say this to, uh, you know, say it anyone's listening on iTunes, you know, you, that you shouldn't by all means keep listening on iTunes. But, you know, one of the things that we all have to do in leadership roles is to step out of our own shoes and then put ourselves into the shoes of the other party. Um, you know, Dale Carnegie said years ago, um, you know, be, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the Dale Carnegie quote. See, well, there you go. It's gone. <laughs> I'll go, I'll think about it later on. But it's basically to um, think about other people before you think about yourself first. You know, we all, we're all human. We think about ourselves a lot of times before we think about other people. But if we're going out to serve people, if we really want to lead people, we had better as leaders put ourselves in the other person's shoes. And I haven't done that in running this show and thinking about how people consume content. And uh, and it took a couple of really nice emails from people who actually work for Microsoft to say, hey, I love your show. By the way, uh, we listen on the Windows platform. Uh, there's a lot more devices out there on Windows than there are on Apple. And so, hey, you're right. So uh, one of the things that I'm going to continue to do is to really look for ways that I can uh, this show can reach people on every single platform that the show publishes on the Zoom Marketplace, iTunes, the BlackBerry Network, Stitcher, which is becoming a huge network. Um, so you're going to see more of that for me in the coming weeks on just ways, tools, and resources I can utilize to reach out to people. Okay, mistake number three, forgetting the reason behind the goal. And I think it's so, and this goes back to number one, being too structured too, because and I think for a lot of us, uh, you know, particularly a lot of us who tend to be in the, you know, tend to have grown up and operated in the business world is we're all used to working toward goals. And, and if there's a goal, 
we're going to hit it. I know for me, if there's a goal, I'm going to hit it. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's particularly if it's a numerical goal, something I can uh, drive myself towards, I'm going to hit that goal and I'm not going to worry so much about the, uh, you know, the, the ancillary things around that. I'm going to hit the number first and then I'll worry about everything else after that. And one of the goals that I've had for this show ever since it started is I want this show to be consistent. I want this show to air every single Monday morning. I, there's just too many podcasts that are out on the internet and on the directories that publish occasionally or kind of publish on a random schedule. And I just think that's a disservice to listeners. That's just my opinion uh, to run a show and have it out there on directories and you know uh, have it you know, have good content, but to not do it on a regular basis. So, you know, people don't know when to listen. They don't know how to stay engaged with your show. So one of the things I have always wanted to do is have a very regularly scheduled show uh, to the point of that strength probably becoming a liability sometimes. And I say that because, you know, there have been times that I've been putting together shows on Sunday nights. Now, it's been a while, actually, since I've done that. But one of the mistakes that I would make is I would do, you know, put together so shows on Sunday nights or I would put together shows, you know, late in the evening during the week, you know, after Luke had gone to bed or, you know, after I was tired. And that just is really not the best way to do it. I don't think I've ever put out a show that I would not be happy with or not be proud of. But I know that I've put out shows that just have not been up to the same par as other shows I've put out because I didn't spend as much time in advance thinking through the plan of action, thinking through the questions I wanted to be sure to ask the guest that was on the show, and really doing some careful, careful thinking, not even so much planning it out, but thinking about what it is I wanted to bring to that show. And one of the things that I've had to learn is just to remember the reason behind the goal. So, you know, it's great to have a show that comes out every Monday, but the real reason behind that is to have quality a quality show that comes out every Monday. And while I've done that most of the time, I think I've probably missed the mark on a few occasions. And so one of the things that I'm starting to do now is to actually start planning out shows uh, usually at least uh, four or five days in advance, sometimes as much as a couple weeks in advance, starting to work on notes. The notes for this show, actually, I began on, uh, I'm recording this show, by the way, on Sunday, September 30th, uh, about midday. I actually typically record the show a couple of days before it airs. My most common time now to air the sh to record the show is on the Friday before it airs. And so I'm now working on notes three or four days before that. So I'm literally working on a show for about a week at this point. And I found that that has really helped me to not just to stay on our production schedule, which is important, and I'll continue to do that, but more importantly, making sure that the value that is there on the show is exceptional. Okay, number four, driving the agenda myself. That's a mistake that I've made. And uh, you can, uh, Bonnie, maybe I'll ask her about this the next time she's on the show here, is uh, earlier this year when I was working on the editorial calendar for the show this year, is I literally got and locked myself in my uh, office for a couple of hours and I got my big dry erase board out 
And if you've seen the uh, videos that we have on our website, you've seen my dry erase board. So I got this dry erase board out and I started a mind map and I wrote in the middle, you know, coaching for leaders show. And I started thinking about all the different topics that I could do this year. And there's a huge, boy, a huge list. I spent, you know, days and days kind of working on this huge mind map and I snapshotted it, you know, put it on there and I started writing names of guests next to it. And a whole bunch of the people who've actually been on the show over the last uh, gosh, three, four, five months have, you know, their names were on that dry erase board originally. And so I've uh, started to, you know, just some strategy and really kind of plan things out and then started planning shows around that. So we had a series on personal development back in January and a series on assessments and personality this summer. And you know what? The thing that I didn't do is I didn't really ask for anyone else's feedback on that. So the thing I think that's been a lesson for me is that there have been times that I've really hit the mark and there's times that I've really missed it too. And one of the times I missed the mark and I mentioned on the show previously is this summer, you know, I thought it'd be great to do a long series on personality and instruments and kind of looking through the Myers-Briggs type indicator. And uh, there were a few of you out there who actually really liked that. And actually I got an email from at least one person who said, Hey, I wanted more of that. Um, but I'll tell you, after I mentioned that on the show that I thought that that was actually a little too long, uh, I've had a, a few emails since then from people say, yeah, that was a little lengthy, that uh, that series of episodes, too long, too much information. Uh, it just didn't really seem that engaging. And part of the reason is for is that was just my idea. I never asked anybody about it. And you know where one of some of the best ideas came from uh, for the editorial calendar for this year? was the one person that I did ask, and that was Bonnie. Uh, Bonnie uh, took a look at my man, mind map and actually suggested a whole bunch of guests and tools and resources, and, and it became a much better process because of that. And so I mentioned that to say that, you know, for me as a leader, I, I always, I shouldn't say always, but many, many, many times when I'm planning something out, structuring something, what I end up doing is I getting in, get in a room by myself. That's kind of my default methodology. And I plan things out and I sell myself on the idea and why something's a really, really good plan going forward. And then I roll with it. And I forget that there's people out there that I'm serving and that I'm leading. And so one of the things that I'm going to be doing in the coming weeks and months, you're going to see this is starting to crowdsource more ideas for shows and looking for ideas and suggestions on questions. Uh, those of you who follow our Facebook page saw just this week, I put up some notes about we're going to be doing a show on mentoring soon. Uh, not only was that show a request from one of our listeners, but also uh, I'm going to be uh, sourcing out questions to ask about uh, our guests coming up on that of what do you want to know about mentoring? What do you want to know about being a mentor, starting a mentor program? By the way, if you have suggestions on that, get on our website or get on our Facebook page and send them in. I'd love to hear them. Uh, we're going to have a show coming up, uh, hopefully in a couple weeks here on lessons from changing companies. And that's going to be a topic that was requested and talked about from a listener. We're going to have a show at some point here in the coming weeks, and I'm going to get information out about it soon on stories about great leaders. Uh, and shout out to Duke Whitman, who suggested that topic. Uh, you're going to see more information coming on that real soon. So part of what I'd love to see happen is to that I don't drive the agenda for the show, that you as the listener drive the agenda for the show, because ultimately I'm not here for me. My goal is to add value, is to help you to improve yourself 
so you can better engage and develop others. So the best way I can do that is to find out what it is you want. If I'm driving the agenda myself, I'm not doing that. And so that's one of the reasons that I'm going to do more crowdsourcing. And that's one of the mistakes I've made. And I'm going to start to change direction there. Okay, number five, not sharing enough specific stories. Uh, you know, I mentioned Dale Carnegie a little bit ago. Uh, for years, I've taught a class called the Dale Carnegie course for my friends at uh, Dale Carnegie Training. And one of the things we teach in that class is the importance of storytelling. And uh, I have, oh gosh, over the years, I've literally done thousands of hours of coaching people on telling stories, sharing stories, getting specific on incidents. It's one of the geniuses behind Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. The reason that book became so successful wasn't so much because the ideas in the book. The ideas in the book are amazingly uh, right on and fantastic and still applicable today as they were when it was published in 1936. But the reason that book became a bestseller and still is a bestselling book is because it has amazing stories. It has tons of stories of people's lives and how people used the principles that Dale Carnegie taught in order to really become more effective in their lives, their careers, and their pursuits. And so one of the mistakes I know I've made is becoming too focused sometimes on the theoretical things or focused on research type things, and particularly the first probably 15, 20, maybe 25 episodes of this show, the first six months of the show. That's something that I really did not do well, is not sharing enough specific stories. And I actually don't think I, I got to the point where I was really thinking about that very consciously until probably just about a couple months ago uh, when I did the episode on how to lead when someone's driving you nuts. It was episode number 48, and I went through in detail a story of how Bonnie and I were involved in a situation with someone that was driving us nuts in a business relationship. And that's probably the first time that I really consciously started thinking, hey, I need to tell stories. Not only do I need to tell stories, but I need to make sure I have a story for each thing that I point out. And and I'll tell you, I haven't done that 100% of the time, but I've gotten better in the last few months doing that. And one of the things I've also realized is the importance of having guests do that as well too. So that's one of the things that I'm really coaching and asking guests to do is to bring specific examples and stories because I know that when that happens, that the value that's provided is so much more substantial and it's also memorable. Now, number six, the six and the sixth mistakes I've made podcasting, not being engaged with people. You know, one of the topics I've talked about in the show is the importance of engagement and how to engage with folks. And so, you know, it's one thing to talk about. It's a whole nother thing to do it, as we all know. You know, many of the things that I talk about on this show and the guests talk about are things that I think for most of us, when we look at and we listen to, we say, yeah, you know, that's that makes sense. That's common sense. That's something that, you know, reinforces something I already knew. But then the question becomes is, what do we actually do with it? And I know for me, that's where sometimes I fall short. And I know for many of the leaders I've worked with over the years that that's the place where many of us fall short. And that's one of the reasons that you hear me say at the very end of every show, wherever you are in the world, whatever's on your agenda today, take one idea from this show to engage and develop someone you lead. 
because I know that there's a lot of information that comes in every show. And I want our audience, our listening audience, to focus on one thing. Find one thing you can actually do something with. That when you get to the workplace today, that when you get home, that you would actually do differently. You know, don't worry about the rest of it, but actually to take action. Because it's common knowledge is not common practice. And that's something I mess up on all the time is how do I become more engaged with people? And so a perfect example of that, earlier this year, you may have heard me talk about on the show that one of my goals this year was to have at least 100 people that I felt that were engaged with this show. And so what I started to do is whenever I'd hear from someone or get an email from someone or get feedback is I would you know, mark their name down on the list. And I'd say, okay, this is, this is someone who's part of that 100 group. Uh, but you know what? This kind of goes back to the uh, thing I mentioned earlier, which is forgetting the reason behind the goal is I would put that person's name on the list and then I wouldn't necessarily go back or re-engage with them or think about, you know, or email them back or make sure that I stayed connected with them. And as a result, I know there's people that are on that list. There's people listening to the show that I've interacted with before that I haven't reached out and connected with again. And that's because I got too focused on, you know, creating a list and not thinking about the way, the reason behind that list. And so I've actually stopped that (laughs) with the list. I don't write down people's names anymore. What I do is I still keep track of who I'm talking to, but I really try to focus on connecting and building relationships. When someone reaches out to me sends us feedback, uh, puts a comment on our Facebook site. I really want to know more about that person. That's one of the reasons I love being in this industry. I love being in the industry where you can talk to leaders and help people improve their personal skills. I love hearing people's stories. Oh, man, I could spend an hour uh, with, you know, I could spend my entire day sitting down and talking to people about their stories and how they got to where they are and what led them there and what mistakes they've made and what successes they've had. Ah, I just love doing that. And uh, I've, you know, I've had a hard time doing that online just from a time standpoint. So one of the things that I've done is actually really started to re-engage uh, our Facebook site as a perfect example of that. We had set up a Facebook site about, uh, or Facebook page about six months ago, hadn't really done anything with it, told people to go on there and like it. And, you know, we'd put show announcements on there, but we wouldn't really put much else on there. And so what I've started to do in the last three to four weeks is to uh, actually get uh, one or two things up there every day, quotes resources, articles, uh, suggestions, really trying to give uh, you, the audience member, value. And I think that if I do that in a substantial and a consistent way, that that will help you to grow, it'll help me to grow, and it'll help me to produce a much better show each week. So I'm committed to really engaging well on our Facebook page. If you're not already on there, go on there. It'll uh, You'll get a lot more information than you have been in the last uh uh, previously, certainly in the last three or four weeks, there's a lot more up there now. Um, I'm staying a lot more connected on Twitter. I'm replying to emails a lot faster than I did before. So that's one of the things that I'm trying to do is not worry so much about how many people I'm talking to, but more so is the quality of those interactions. And I think that that's a lesson all of us in leadership can do. You know, any of us who are trying to influence others is the best thing we can do at the beginning is to stop and listen. And boy, easier said than done, isn't it? Because we're all so busy. We have so many things on our agendas. If you're like me, you have your day all planned out and there's just not time to listen to people, right? But it really is important for each of us to really step back, to listen. And one of the ways that I'm going to do that is really try to engage with people 
more effectively and already have put some things into practice doing that. But hey, here's the thing is these this this list, you know, I found six and there's a whole, whole bunch of others. In fact, as I was getting ready to record, I was thinking, oh, I should mention this. And I should mention that. Well, it's only a half hour show, <laughs> sometimes a little longer than a half hour, just like this show is going to be. But the thing that is is so true for me is that there's so many things out there I don't even know about mistakes that I've made that I haven't even connected to yet. So I'd love to know what other mistakes have I made. If you've been listening to the show, whether it's just this episode or maybe you've been listening for a couple episodes or maybe if you're like some of our listeners, you've been listening since episode number one over a year ago. Uh, you've heard me make mistakes. You've heard me make mistakes I don't know about. Tell me. I'd love to hear about them. Uh, yeah, you know, none of us like hearing about mistakes, but I really do want to know because that way it can help me to serve the audience you better. And there's a couple of ways to do that. Uh, the best way is to go on our website. Go to coachingforleaders.com forward slash 57. Uh, so again, that's coachingforleaders.com forward slash the number five, the number seven. That'll get you right to the show notes for the show, which by the way, there's always notes for every show. So you can find that online and the episode number of the show. Usually you can do, go coachingforleaders.com and the episode number and that will get you to that show. Um, go down to the comment section. Tell me what are some mistakes I've made. I'd love to hear about it. And if you have suggestions as well too, that is great. And by the way, while you're there, what mistakes have you made? If there's mistakes you've made and you're comfortable sharing them on the website, that's great. If you want to call and leave me a message and share either mistakes I've made or mistakes you've made as a leader, I'd love to hear about that. And uh, it's something we can all learn from together. So you can leave me a message at 949-38-LEARN. Or, of course, you can always email to me. That's feedback at coachingforleaders.com. Now, before I let you go this week, I do want to say a couple of quick thank yous. Uh, first of all, a thank you to Jesse Leahy and John Dumas, who both left a written review for this show on iTunes. Uh, now, as you heard me say earlier, a majority of our show, actually, the biggest listenership isn't on iTunes. That's okay. There's still a whole bunch of people that are. So thank you, Jesse and John, for both reaching out and leaving us, uh, leaving me a review on iTunes, a written review. I so appreciate that. It really helps uh, on iTunes, the rankings for this show of being more prevalent, more people being able to find the show, and more people being able to join our community and add to the conversation. So thank you so much for doing that. And for those of you who are regular listeners to the show, just a reminder that I have started up a newsletter. The first issue is still pending. As I mentioned last week, I am going to be putting together some great tools and resources, things that the people who are on the newsletter are going to get first. And that's why it's taking some time to actually get the first uh, message out. But once I do get it out, I think you're really going to like it, those of you who are on the newsletter. And I'm going to continue to be sending you things, um, you know, once or twice a month that'll be really valuable to you. The other thing that you will get right away, though, is if you're not already a subscriber to the newsletter and you do subscribe, you're going to get 10 books that will make you a better leader. It's a list I've put together of 10 books that I think that if you read will help you to be more effective as a leader. I've read them all and they've all been helpful to me. So there's both a downloadable list you'll get and a video you'll get of an explanation of all of those books. If you like that, just go to coachingforleaders.com forward slash subscribe and that will take you right to the place where you can uh, subscribe to the newsletter and you'll get access to that 10 books that will make you a better leader immediately. Hey, if you are a listener on... St oh, that's not the right music. Well, you know what? See, hey, <laughs> six mistakes I've made. There's number seven. Here, let's get the right music now. 
Ah, that's much better. Hey, uh, if you listen on Stitcher, we have a huge crowd of people who listen on Stitcher. Thank you, Stitcher listeners. If you do listen on Stitcher, click the thumbs up on this show. If you liked it and it was valuable to you, that will give us some great feedback to the Stitcher network. And also add us to your favorites. Uh, That will be uh, a great way to continue to get new episodes every week when they air on Monday. Hey, a reminder, the link for the show notes is on our website. It's coachingforleaders.com forward slash 57. We are on every Monday. That you can count on for sure. And a reminder, wherever you are in the world, whatever's on your agenda today, take one idea, just one, one idea from this show to engage and develop someone you lead. Lots of great stuff coming up in the next few weeks. Stick with me on Mondays and look forward to continuing to be a value to you. Take care, everybody.